This is the Koinos Community Church Podcast. Subscribe so that you can join us regularly as we look to find ways to close the gap between who we are and who God longs for us to be. Hi, everybody. Hi. So here's a question, and I I need some uh, participation here. What's your favorite food? Shout it out. Mac and cheese, I heard. Chocolate, somebody said. What else? Pizza. Yep. If you, if, like, I think if I could only choose one food for the next, I don't know, I'm 53. I'm going to run out of money before I die, so maybe we'll say 83 or so. For the next 30 years, if I had to eat just pizza... I guess that'd be the one I would eat, right? Is there stuff that you got? I'm having super trouble here. Are you? Is there stuff that uh, you don't eat that you wouldn't eat? Liver. Liver. What else? Anchovies on a pizza, or just period? Yeah. What else? Olives. Somebody don't like olives. Well, Brussels sprouts. Oh, have you roasted them though? <laughs> I used to think I didn't like Brussels sprouts, but then we started to roast them. Like, you just make them crispy, and pretty much anything's good if you just, like, char it. I don't know. Um, so, here, so for me, I'll tell you, because uh, I'm going to get real with you for a minute. I am not opposed to liver. I like liver just fine. Um, nobody in my family will eat it. Um, and my mom didn't cook it growing up because she didn't like it. My dad likes it. I think. I'll have to ask him about that later. Um, but I'll eat sardines, too, out of the can. So anchovies, I'm not sure I've ever had anchovies on purpose, so I couldn't really tell you about that. Um, I had a goldfish on, kind of on purpose. Somebody made me do that years ago. So back when they allowed some hazing and college stuff. It was okay. I lived. Um, but... I told you some things that I, w- I don't mind eating. My name's Andrew, by the way. If I, I think I know everybody that's, that's here. But if, what if we, I mean, we judge people for what they eat a little bit, right? It's like, you're going to eat that? Are you, uh, we do that, right? What, why, would you, why would you eat tofu? Soy is horrible for you. Or why would you eat sardines or anchovies or olives or cottage cheese or you name it. Some people don't like pizza at all, and I don't get that. But... We don't. We, we judge people for all kinds of different things. The passage we're looking at today is actually there's a lot of mention of food in it, but it's really not about food. We're going to talk a lot about Paul's going to talk a lot about eating, but it's really not about the food. It's about God's kingdom and what God's kingdom looks like. I'll tell you what I mean. But before we do, will you pray with me? Before we dig in, dive in. Let's pray. God, I thank you for this day, and I pray that you would take the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart and make them pleasing in your sight, and that they'd be helpful for those who hear them, and that we would be, that that we would leave this place um, full of you and satisfied. It's in your name I pray. Amen. 
<clears throat> so today is going to be, and I'm not going to apologize for this, but I am going to give you a little front load. There's going to be some pretty heavy, there's going to be a lot of scripture that we're going to read. And I want you to pay attention because I'm going to ask some questions as we go. And so there's going to be a little bit more participation. So if you're prone to falling asleep when you sit down for 20 minutes or so, just know that there might be some questions. I won't necessarily point you out, but I might. So keep keep awake, okay? Um, so we, we want to start this. There's this, this passage in Romans that we're looking at. And over the next few weeks, the next few times I teach, I'm going to come back to this one little one verse, and we'll kind of expound upon it a little bit. But I wanted to kind of set us up today for the stuff that I'm going to be doing, and then we'll talk about that kind of the next few weeks, what that's going to look like later. But I want to start with this passage in Romans. It's Romans 14, starting in verse 1. And it says, Welcome those who are weak in faith, but not for the purpose of quarreling over opinions. Some believe in eating anything, while the weak eat only vegetables, (laughs) right? Those who eat must not despise those who abstain, and those who abstain must not pass judgment on those who eat, for God has welcomed them. Who are you to pass judgment on servants of another? It is before their own Lord they stand or fall, and they will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make them stand. So, a little bit of context for this. Back in the day when this was written, probably in the AD 50, yeah, AD 50 or so, when they're in Rome, they would have all the they would have these temples, and this is kind of true of the whole Mediterranean area. They would have these temples, and they would sacrifice meat, sacrifice animals, and they had all this leftover meat. So they like they were kind of kind of like us, a little bit like capitalistic. They'd sell that meat to markets, and the markets would sell it to others, and people would eat it. And the Jews were not, this is not cool with them. It's not kosher for them. And so the Jews who had converted to Christianity, who had accepted Jesus, they wouldn't eat that meat. But some of the Gentiles, the people who weren't Christ followers before, before but now are, they might eat that meat because to them it wasn't a big deal because it wasn't like they were going to that temple and sacrifice, sacrificing or making homage to whatever Roman god it was at the time. And so, but they would have this meat in this marketplace, and the Gentile Christians and the Jewish Christians would kind of be at odds with each other about this stuff because of the, the cultural differences that they had. And so the Gentile Christians, oftentimes they would kind of get themselves into a situation where they were trying to live more like Jewish people, and so they wouldn't eat that meat at all. And so they might judge the people around them that, was eating, that were eating, the people that were eating that meat. And so when, as we go through this passage today, I want us to consider that it's not just about what they're eating. Okay, Paul is using this illustration, the writer of this, this book, this letter, is using this as an illustration for a bigger concept of what we judge people for or how we try to control other people's actions or think about how we how we live, th- live our Christian life out. But he's using a really concrete example to show us how this plays out. So when we see in the next several verses, when he talks about food or whatever, you can kind of think about that as 
you kind of can substitute something in there because it's not just about food. It may be a pet peeve that you have or it may be something you judge people for. Maybe you judge me because I eat sardines. I don't know. But maybe there's other things that are more important that you judge upon too. The point that Paul is going to make is that we, we judge each other for really trivial things. And this, for them, was not trivial, but it wasn't as important as the main message of what Christ was doing. So we're going to go into verse 5 and 6, and it says, Some judge one day to be better than another, while others judge all days to be alike. Let all be fully convinced in their own minds. Those who, do, who observe the day observe it in honor of the Lord. Also, those who eat, eat in honor of the Lord, since they give thanks to God, while those who abstain, abstain in honor of the Lord and give thanks to God. So, for, for Paul, it was like, leave well enough alone. These people are trying to do their best to honor God or their gods. At the beginning, he says, You're, they're serving another. And so, maybe they're not actually Christ followers. And so, us as Christ followers, or the people that were following Christ, they had no business judging people that weren't following Christ anyway. But here, it's kind of getting in a little bit more like, okay, maybe he's talking about people that are connected to one another. And so, Paul, for Paul, Paul, mm -hmm. food wasn't worthy of judgment. But we judge people for all kinds of unimportant things. What kind of car they drive, how they dress, um, where they might live, what their home looks like, their hairstyle, the lack of hair, the facial hair, all the different things. Do they have tattoos? Do they not have tattoos? Why do we do that? Why do we judge people? This is the participation thing. Why do we judge people? What's the root of it? There's no right or wrong answers. I'm just we're just spitballing. <clears throat> differences, right? So we judge differences for sure. That's how we kind of I mean, you think about judging like maybe ice skating, right? This person did four whatever quad Drupal backflip things. This one only did three. And so there, there's kind of this measuring, right? And so this one was different than this one. What are, some, what are some other things? Why do we judge? Why do we feel like we should judge others? Insecurity. Good one. Okay. So where we stand in relation to something else, right? The, our perspective. And so me standing over here as the way I look is going to be different than somebody over here that, that may just look completely different than me, right? Or we may just been raised differently or thought about things in a, in a different light. So there's lots of root causes for why we might judge other people. And what Paul is telling us is we really have no space to do that. We're going to do it anyways, but we're going to learn to lay those things aside. And that's what he's getting at as he's t teaching these folks these lessons. We judge others for all kinds of unimportant, un unimportant things. And we don't reserve judgment just for the small stuff. You know, we judge people whether they go to church or don't go to church, or whether they go to a different church or a other kind of church. We judge people for whether they might 
lean conservative in their views or say they're conservative even if they're really just something else, or whether they're liberal, we, we tend to judge because it's different. It's a different perspective. We judge based on looks or gender. <clears throat> According to... <clears throat> sorry, trying not to cough into mic. According to Paul, we have no place to judge. In Romans 7 and 8, Romans 14, 7 and 8, it says this. <clears throat> sorry. We do not live to ourselves. We do not die to ourselves. If we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For this end, Christ died and lived again, so that he might be the Lord of both the living and the dead. All right, that's pretty, uh, Paul's doing one of those back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. What are you picking up from what was just, what's, what's up there on the screen? It's, it's up there on the screen for you. What are you noticing? What do you think it means? And again, there's no F, there's no F failing, there's no A pluses. I might give you an A plus, but who cares what I think because I'm not going to judge you. God loves us no matter what. That's really good. It's about Jesus. The whole thing is about Jesus, right? Anybody else want to chime in? Cool. So Jesus covered us all, everybody. And I'm not just talking about the people in this room or the people who might listen to this podcast later or may never hear it ever. That judgment has been, has been taken care of. And so if he covers all of us, living in the dead, the only person that gets to judge is the one who is our Christ. 10 and 12, 10 through 12. It says, why do you pass judgment? This is where it gets into church people. Why do you judge others? Your brother or your sister? Or you, why do you despise your brother and sister? Because there's a judge and it's like, I can't believe he wore that. Or I can't believe she did this. And then there's despising, which is, that person's just plain awful, right? Why do you despise your brother or sister? We all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it's written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall give praise to God. So then each of us will be accountable to God. God is going to sort all of it out. It's not up to us to worry. You know, there's some sibling rivalry going on in here or something. You're talking about brothers and sisters arguing to judging each other that's what this passage is about is these people were trying to see who's better than who who's better than who within their context we do that right i've got two sisters and we don't do that anymore really although we kind of do compare ourselves a little bit about who who's in the best graces with everybody else in the family and stuff like that we do a little bit of that but um when we were little kids especially me and my younger sister because we were close in age there's plenty of times where she tried to get me in trouble, and she'll admit this. She might listen to this later, so she will admit that she definitely tried to get me in trouble. Um, but there was times when I was like, she did it, and uh, she got in trouble. So, uh, yeah. But we do that, right? We want to make ourselves look better than somebody else. And so because we do that, especially when we're talking about big spiritual things, we want to make sure that we are, 
we're, we look good compared to everybody else. So this word judge that we keep seeing in here is that it's that self-righteousness, right? I'm better than you, so because I'm better than you, you can't really be a follower of Jesus, or you can't, you, you're just, you're lower than me or less than me. So if we're going to be like Jesus, we're going to make it easier for people to get to know him, not harder. You know, there's barriers that we put up, and there's barriers that, that keep people from wanting to come into this this space and worship with us on Sunday morning. And it's not just this space at Coinos Community Church. It's all over town, all over the county, all over the country. Because we've set up these barriers, these false things that keep people from wanting to be a part of a fellowship like this. They don't know us. They don't know you guys. I think you guys are pretty awesome. Um, and, but because of the barriers that have been put up in other places, some of the barriers that we put up in our personal lives keep people from wanting to be a part of what we are trying to accomplish for God's kingdom. So think about those personal barriers, the things that you can't get past. Maybe it is somebody's, I hesitate to do some of these things, but maybe it is the fact that somebody wants to call themselves a different gender than they were assigned when they were a kid. Maybe it's because they have tattoos, or maybe they, they take some kind of illicit drug, Whatever those things that we think are really not copacetic with God, God loves that person. We should too. It doesn't matter any of those things that they're doing. I have no place to judge that. And because of that, I can look at that person in a different light. I have a book back in my office and, um, I got it. One of, my, one of my grandparents, you know, I was the minister in the family. I am the minister in the family. And so I got all the old Bibles and all the old religious materials, right, whether I wanted it or not. So, but I kept some things. And there's this little book. I should have brought it out with me. And it's like, where does the devil sow his seed? Okay? And it's from like 1892 or something like that. Can anybody guess what are the things in 1892 that people were like, that's awful. You can't do that. What would they might be? Anybody? Nobody's that old, so. <laughs> it wasn't pool, but that was probably not, not cool. But it, it was cards, any kind of cards. So you could be playing hearts with your friends, right? But anytime you pulled the cards out, nope. It was, the devil sells the season. Cards and dance, right? Couldn't dance, especially the good Baptist, you know, down in the south. But um, devil sells a seed in cards and the dance and then oh the alcohol right that which which yeah so those those types of things and those are barriers that we have set up the church has set up in many places over the years that it's like you are not welcome here if you do any of those things you know i think most of us would be in trouble because i bet most of us have done those things so maybe yep i put my hand up so um but but there's things that we we tend to not to be able to get past and it's those little things that we can kind of ha- have some fun with and think that they're silly now, but they're these things that we tend to use to divide us. And now the key verse that we're going to use over the next few weeks, you know, you're like, when, it was about time you got there, Andrew. The key verse is in 17, and it says, for the kingdom of God is not food and drink. I told you this wasn't about food and drink. The kingdom of God is not food, about food and drink. It's about righteousness, peace, 
and joy, each in the Holy Spirit. It's not just joy in the Holy Spirit. It's righteousness in the Holy Spirit. It's peace in the Holy Spirit. It's joy in the Holy Spirit. And today, we've been talking about judgment. And judgment and righteousness are a little bit kind of connected. And so I'm going to expand on righteousness a little bit so we can kind of understand what that was. Prior to, the last, in the last few minutes, we talked about kind of about a self-righteousness, like judging, discerning what, what it is that other people are doing that they shouldn't be doing. And something that really helped me kind of inform my understanding about this is this book called For the Life of the World by Miroslav Volf and Matt Cross, mm-hmm, Crossman. Anybody know how to pronounce that? I don't, for sure. Um, never heard it in, in speech. But these two guys wrote this book, and it kind of helped me formulate my ideas around righteousness. So if, the, if there's an element of the kingdom that's righteousness and we know we aren't supposed to judge others, then what are we supposed to do? The basic idea for Paul is that righteousness is being faithful to the covenant, right? So you think about the covenant, the things that God told the Israelites in the what we would call the Old Testament was this covenant. And so righteousness was doing what, was supposed, what we're supposed to do in the covenant. And so God was always faithful to that covenant. It was the people who weren't faithful to that covenant. And specifically, it's God's law. And so the reason this is troublesome in this this book, in this passage for these folks, is because they had dietary customs that they had to follow according to what they saw as the law. And so because of those dietary customs, they felt like they were fulfilling the law. They felt like they were righteous according to the covenant. They were trying to be loyal to Christ, and, their, and they got their loyalty to Christ and their traditions mixed up. We break covenant. They break covenant. We do it in our own ways. We are self-righteous about things. We, most of us, eat pork. Most of us wear polyester, and you're not supposed to combine your fabrics and things like that. So we break that covenant all the time. Um, But there was only one person who was truly faithful to that covenant, and it was Jesus. Through his life, his death, and his resurrection, he enables us to be righteous. We can't do that for ourselves. That word righteousness, that word righteous, means approval. It's like a verdict of approval. So again, we kind of get back into that judging language. And so if, if God approves then that's the only judge that we have to worry about. God approves of us because of what Jesus did for us, not because of anything we could ever do. Now, here's a question. What was the, what was the component of that covenant that Jesus said was the most important thing? He says it a few times in, in his biography. Somebody will ask him, well, Jesus... What do you think the most important part of the law is? What did he say? It's only one word. Love. Right? It's the law of love. And so our way of expounding on or showing or displaying God's righteousness is through love. We're made right in love. Jesus loved us so much 
that he died for us and he rose again. And because of that, we are made righteous. And if we're made righteous through what God did, who are we to call anybody else unrighteous or to judge anybody else? So when Paul writes, the kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy, it's another cue to let our judgment go. There's no space for it anymore. I want to put that verse back up again. I'm going to have Dan come up here because we're going to do communion in just a minute. But God is the only, only righteous judge. The rest of us are more like Judge Reinhold, which his name is just judge. Or I think Steve Harvey is a judge now, but he's not really a judge. He may be a better judge than most of us. I don't know. I mean, he's pretty funny, but none of us are to be judges, you know. Um, even the ones that are paid to do it, we're not, they do it for a certain reason, but we do it because we want to make ourselves feel about, better about ourselves. But we show God's righteousness. We show God's justice through our love. We let little stuff get in the way. And let's be real. Most of the stuff that we judge other people for, it's little stuff. It's not that big a deal. And what does, it make, what does it make a difference? If we're worrying about what everybody else is doing, then we're not, we're not necessarily focused on what we should be doing, which is reaching out in love. You know, Jesus would eat with anyone because he knew food isn't the problem. We're the problem. But he made it possible through the Holy Spirit for us to eat with anybody. And when I say eat, that's all the stuff. We can go get tattoos together later if you want to. I don't personally want to because I don't like needles. But through the Holy Spirit, he makes it possible for us to take down the barriers that we put up. Helps us lay aside judgment and live in righteousness, peace, and joy. I'm going to pray for us and then we'll move into a time of communion. God, I thank you that you've judged and you've approved of us simply because, not simply, but because Jesus died and rose again for us. He was righteous, and so therefore we can be righteous, Lord. And I pray that we would be people of love, and we'd be people of joy, and that we'd be people of peace. We love you, and we praise you. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Koinos Podcast. If you like what you hear, like, subscribe, and share it. You can connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at CC and on YouTube at Koinos Community Church. Until next time, be well, do good, and love others. <laughs>